Hello and welcome to part 2 of Here's Johnny's Reviews, anniversary in August. My look at the 1986 David Bowie vehicle Labyrinth, which was a childhood favourite of mine. Now 30 years later, does that still hold up? In doing some research for this, I found out that this was three plus years in the making and was written specially for Bowie once he agreed to sign up to do the movie. This movie was mostly pre-CGI, so everything in this is real, including a 15-foot giant metal soldier. And this was very much so a labour of love for director the great Muppet specialist Jim Henson. As I said, this movie was three plus years in the making. Unfortunately, this was a flop when it came out back in 1986, costing $24 million, but only making 12 back. However, this is a very definition of a cult movie, as this movie gets better and better every time you see it. So I haven't seen this movie in years, so let's see if this thing still holds up. Anyway, with that, on with the show. Starring David Bowie, Jennifer Connelly, Toby Froud, with the voices of Brian Henson, Frank Oz, and Danny John Jules. Directed by Jim Henson and written by Terry Jones. The plot, a selfish teenage girl wishes her little stepbrother away, so the Goblin King takes him and now she has 13 hours to get him back, but can she or will she be lost in a labyrinth forever? The movie opens on a 1986 CGI owl and a labyrinth, and this is why I don't think this movie would have worked if it went down the whole Tron route, as it's kinda bad. Then in kicks the David Bowie song Underground as the owl swoops around. It enters into a real owl and we meet 15 year old Sarah, played by Jennifer Connolly, who was actually 14 at the start of this filming of the movie. As she quotes a passage from her favourite book, Labyrinth, to the owl while dressed as a princess. So a very much immature child. Suddenly a bell tolls and she's brought back to reality as the rain pours down and she's late for babysitting duties. We then meet the Wicked Stepmother, quote-unquote Wicked Stepmother, played by Shirley Thompson, as she banishes, banishes, banish, oh, God see, tells Sarah to put the dog in the garage. So, the two have a fight, and Sarah storms off, just as the father, played by Christopher Malcolm, who I knew from playing Safi's father in Abfab, comes in holding her stepbrother Toby, played by Toby Froud, the son of a producer. Camera pans along her bedroom, and we see she still has a lot of childish things and fairy tale books such as Alice Wonderland and the Grim Fairy Tales. We also see some toys of the characters from the movie. You know, this just hit me, and I just realised when I was reading this that this is actually Jim Henson's take on Alice Wonderland, and how the hell did I not get that until right now? This is Jim Henson's Alice Wonderland. <laughs> anyway. She sat at her mirror wearing a paper crown, quoting more from the book. As the camera pans, we see newspaper clippings of her mother, who knew David Bowie as she was an actress, who fell in love with Bowie, giving this movie a whole new level of creep, as he may be her father. And this, I think, is the reason why they got divorced, making the wicked stepmother not as wicked as it's first portrayed. It's a flying off the handle, because her father wanted her to speak to her because he wanted her to babysit and she's been in an hour later than planned and because he took one of the soft toys stuffed toys 
to give to her brother uh, to play with, she casts a spell saying she was a slave to her little bratty brother and the king comes to take the child away. You then see a gang of goblin puppets listening to the spell as the lights go out and the baby stops crying as the goblins have stolen the kid. At the window, the elbow appears again and turns into King Jared, played by David Bowie in all his glittery, majestic, magic glory in a Tina Turner wig. He tells her he has the baby and all she has to do is take his magic crystal ball, return to her bedroom and play with her toys and just forget all about Toby. By the way, that is not David Bowie's hands playing with the balls, but a French meme artist who was behind Bowie ducks behind the camera and was doing all the stunts behind Bowie's back unable to see his actual hands, breaking more than a dozen of these crystal balls in the process. Anyway, <clears throat> she says no, she wants her brother back, so Jared morphs her into the fantasy world of the labyrinth, a lovely matte painting, and gives her 13 hours to solve it, with him saying she is no match for him, nor his labyrinth. Stepping foot first into the labyrinth, she meets Hoggle, played by Shari Wesley, Weser, Weiser, and voiced by Brian Henson, who is pissing in a pool and killing fairies with a bug spray, with Sarah asking how could he be so cruel to such a magical creature, until it bites her in the finger, with Hoggle saying, well what did you expect? When Scissor says to grant me wishes, Hoggle says that's all you know, and right there is where it changes from magical fairy story to grim fairy tale. Life isn't all magic and wishes, but it's a pill-pissing dwarf killing nasty fairies with bug spray. I should say Hoggle is actually one huge robotic head that took six puppeteers to control, and not what I thought for years, which was a dwarf or little person, wearing shit tons of makeup. So Sarah asks how to get into the, the labyrinth and finally Hoggle shows her as a magic door appears out of thin air. Once inside, she finds it's only one big gigantic wall and some great camera tricks and matte painting effects. She gets, gets asked by Hoggle which way she would rather go, left or right, with her saying it's all the same as Hoggle storms off saying she takes too much for granted and that is the moral of the story. So on her own, she takes a right and finds it goes on and on and on, running past the same tree three times. So she has a hissy fit until a worm says hello to her and shows her the way in, which is actually an optical illusion as she walks through the wall. Again, taking everything for granted as she walks on. Meanwhile, in Jared's castle, a scared Toby is surrounded by goblin puppets and the poor thing was terrorised. As Bowie jumps into song, singing Dance Magic Dance, and one thing, Bowie Bulge, and that's all I'm going to say about that. <clears throat> Back with Sarah, she's lost in the labyrinth, so she uses lipstick to mark the way. However, the goblins move the past stone, and with her saying this is completely unfair, well, hello love, this is life, life is unfair. Mm -hmm. On back to the set of Jared, as his throne, throne room set, Housed 86 puppets and 16 dwarfs on wires jumping around with pigs and chickens walking around again. This poor baby looks petrified. And all I'm going to say is now I'm going to have dance magic dance stuck in my head all bloody night again. Yay! By the way, the baby sounds weren't actually Toby, but Bubby as the baby wouldn't gargle on cue. Some more Alice Wonderland as Sarah comes across card soldiers with the bottom half saying to pick a door as one leads to the centre of the labyrinth, while the other one leads to certain doom, while the top pair 
saying what one tells the truth, another one only lies. So failing to get the, right an the answer right, she falls down a pit of hands because that just is not creepy at all, which turn into talking heads. By the way, that's hundreds of foam rubber hands, each head made up of six people's hands. So she asked to go down, so they let her fall into the cell of the basement of the labyrinth. With Bowie watching, using his magic ball, Sarah finds herself in a room with Hoggle, and the two make a deal to get out with her giving him a plastic bracelet. He pulls a door from the floor and opens it the first time to a closet, and then the other time for a way out. It's here he leads her to the maze of false alarms, then onto a beggar who just so happens to be playing with a crystal ball, and it turns into Jared. Jared threatens to hang Hoggle over the bog of eternal stench, aka my partner's farts, then asks Sarah what she thinks of the, the labyrinth. When she says it's a piece of cake, he makes a tunnel cleaner appear and chases him down a tunnel and they just get away just in time. So just getting away, they find a ladder and climb up until they find a grass maze. So acting like a little brat which she is, Sarah steals Hoggle's jewels and then holds him at arm's length until he agrees to help her. They come across a wise man, played by Frank Oz and voiced by David Goles, who also voices the talking hat on his head, in which he tells her the way forward is sometimes the way back. It is here she realises it's unfair in the maze, and in fact life is unfair. Well, no shit love, life is totally and utterly unfair. They come across the friendly giant Ludo, voiced by Ron Merck, who she helps by throwing a rock at his captors and then cutting him down from his snare. Is then a couple of doors appear with magic talking knockers, which she tricks into opening back at Jared's throne room, and he is now bonding with the baby, calling it Jared Jr. The door opens to a forest straighter of Star Wars, however, not before Jared gives Hoggle a magic poison peach, much like Sleeping Beauty, and in the forest she meets the fiery, which is weird shape changing fire type puppets things, one of which is voiced by Danny John Jules of Red Dwarf fame as Cat. Here the movie shows its age with some terrible black screen effects and a terrible reggae song. And it was here as a kid I fast forwarded this part because it A creeped me the hell out and B I didn't like the song. So anyway, getting away from the shape-shifting fiery with a little help from Hoggle, they find themselves in the bog of eternal stench. She also finds Ludo again and a super annoying fox, Didymus, voiced by Dave Goals yet again. Who is the guard of the way out of the bog? So once past Didymus, Sarah almost falls into the bog, so Ludo uses his power to make stones appear and make a stepping stone bridge for her to get across the bog. Unfortunately, the puppeteer couldn't see where he was going as the thing was seven foot tall, and he fell into the bog of eternal stench, which was actually bubbling gravy and the suction that probably stunk in real life. <coughs> Moving on. Looking for food, Hoggle gives Sarah the poison peach and she falls asleep into a dream of a masked ball. As Jared is putting out dream balls, which turn her into a princess, and ah, the dreams, and this is where this movie gets weird fast, folks. And as a kid, I fast forwarded past this part, but now it's just creepy as Bowie is in his late 30s, early 40s, seducing a 14-year-old girl. In the ball, with hundreds of humans wearing goblin masks and all dancing suggestively, because each mask is supposed to be an actual goblin she's made across the, across the way. 
She snaps out of it by throwing a chair over the bubble, leading her to fall in some terribly aged effects onto a trash lady voiced by Denise Byer, who gives her her teddy bear and then shows her her bedroom, which is back the way it was. She opens the door to the trash lady that gives her all her childish junk, turning her almost into a trash lady too. However, she reads from the book and remembers why she was there in the labyrinth in the first place to get Toby back. With help from Ludo and Didymus, they get into the Goblin City. However, they are ambushed due to Didymus's mouth. They come across a 15-foot robotic giant soldier, which was real and weighed more than half a ton. With help from Hoggo yet again, they get past it and it blows up. Once inside, they get ambushed yet again by the Goblin army, only to be saved by Ludo's rock powers as he uses his rocks to chase away the goblin army. Finally getting past the army, Sarah sees the clock only has five minutes left to save Toby. So facing off against Janet, she walks into the stair room, much like that famous picture I'm blanking on the name of. Sorry, folks. It's, this is also referenced in Nightmare on Elm Street Part 5. Here, it is all clever camera tricks and multiple Jareds. She finally gets Toby back after mind warping visions and rejecting Jared's offer to be his queen and his greatest quote to date in I'm offering you everything you just have to fear me love me and do everything I say I will be your slave forever I wonder if I'd work as wedding vows folks hmm just notice Jared is a less scary Freddy Krueger <laughs> as the bell tolls midnight and the CGE seats eight. CGI owl flies away. She checks on Toby, who is asleep in his cot. So she hands him the teddy bear and putting her childish things away. She seems more of a woman and less of a selfish little brat child as her father and stepmother come home. In a mirror, she sees the friends she met in a maze and says they will be there whenever she needs them and indeed she wants them now. As so they appear in the room as the film plays Dance Magic Dance as the owl flies to the camera as credits roll. So that was The Labyrinth, a childhood favourite movie. That still holds, holds up today unlike most, such as Goonies, The Flighter Navigator and The Explorers, which are just bloody terrible. Great puppet work here, great songs and Bowie steals the show. However, the, some of the effects are done bad, so I'm going to give this 7 out of 10. So come back next week as I look at Doctor Who, the movie, Fox's attempt to buy the Doctor Who franchise, and then 1996 horror saviour in Scream. In September, I look at the Seiko franchise. In October, I'm doing Rocktober as I look at Alice Cooper movies. In November is Nostalgia November, when I look at V for Vendetta, Donnie Darko, S Darko, and A Nightmare for Christmas. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod and email me movie suggestions. If you'd like the ones I'm covering, to here's Johnny's reviews at gmail.com. So, a bye. Said. Dance magic, dance magic.
Magic Dance. Magic Dance. Magic Dance.